This is Banging on the Drum. Welcome to episode 28 of Banging on the Drum. Sorry we've been gone for so long, but we are back. Our schedule is going to be fluctuating a little bit due to me. And then Riley's not here today, which I feel bad because we changed the whole schedule because of me. And then then the day Riley can't make it, we're just like, oh, well, we'll just fucking record anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, that is what it is. That's what he gets for being the third one, third one in, I guess, right? Yeah, but he was sick. <laughs> what? But he showed me, he showed me a picture of a thermometer with a hundred on it. And I didn't look it up or anything, but that's not that bad, right? Uh, so 98.6. 101, they, I think they consider with like kids, it to be getting pretty bad. That's what they, I want to say that if we were at work, if we're over 100, I think we have to go home. Or we did when we were still checking temps. So Riley was at 100 and kids that have 101 are bad. So 101 is real serious. Like you should probably take them in. Okay. I think. I think we were calling Riley. I don't have three of them or nothing. What? I don't have three kids or nothing. But I don't know. I just, because I remember having a fever when I was a kid that was like of 102. Maybe I'm crazy. I thought. No. Like, yeah. So I think that um, like going to die is like 107. 107. Uh, yeah, like there's a real possibility that you die. I think that scrambles your brain a little bit. Yeah. Cooks All right. Up. Well, yeah, I wasn't too overly prepared for this one, but we're going to be flying by the seat of our pants. I think I'm getting into a groove like where we'll have a decent schedule and I'll be able to have a better game plan. But we're going to be winging it today, and I think it'll be good. We'll be semi-winging. I got, I got some stuff that I'm going to bring up. We're uh, bringing a new segment into this. So whenever Riley misses, we're going to do Pat's thoughts and Mike's opinions. So I'm going to say my thoughts and Mike, you're going to tell me your opinion on it. Okay. And when I was, and when I was writing them down, I was like, ah, oh, some of these might be spicy meatballs. So I might just be unloading a clip of spicy meatballs, but, but let's start it like we normally do and do overs and unders. Were you prepared for that? Uh, yeah, I'm prepared for that, I think. Uh, so for me, under for the week was that my three-year-old needed to have surgery on his ears. He needed to get tubes put in, and then he had to have his adenoids t- taken out. And so he's kind of been, I guess, in some pain for the last week or so. He had that done last Wednesday. And so the last week or so, he's been really just kind of cry and whiny and it needed to be done. And it's good that it's done. So it's kind of a plus that it's done, but it's been kind of a rough week. He wakes up in the middle of the night. His ears are kind of sore. So just annoying. No, I'm just kidding. So is that what they, what they do when they say you got tubes in your ears? Is that the same? Yep. Yeah. And so like the surgery really isn't super invasive or anything. 
it took him like probably he was probably back in the room in like 35 40 minutes right so they wheel him out 40 minutes later he's back so the whole surgery that's taking the adenoids out and putting the tubes in didn't take long at all yeah and he'll never even remember it i i had right. that done and i just remember my parents all saying like oh you have tubes in your ears I don't even know what that means. Do I still have tubes in my ears then? No, 18 months. And then they, I guess like, like they're like the stitches that dissolve if they put them inside your body or whatever. Right. Yeah. Okay. So my tubes disappeared. So I can't. Yeah. So I think it's about 18 months is like the longest that they go. Okay. And they're just on their own. They're like, okay, we're good now. We're going to disappear. Yeah. So as your head gets bigger, the tubes that drain your ears out, also get bigger or the like channels or pathways or whatever that like run from your ears into your throat or whatever into the back of your throat they get bigger and so then and you don't need them anymore but when they're really when they're they're small you get a lot of ear infections because you keep uh moisture in your ears gotcha yeah that sounds like a bummer poor little guy yeah uh so my over is that I've been doing pretty good on my diet, right? So I'm feeling good about it. And then, uh, so my sister used to work for the food pantry in Toma. And there was a truck from the distribution center that rejected like a whole truck full of strawberries. And so the uh, food pantry got it, but they can't like sell that. So it's just like, come pick it up as soon as you can because it was rejected food. And it's not like donated, right? So it's not something that can keep. So I got a whole flat of strawberries for free. And now I'm like probably in maybe like the beginning of June, maybe this weekend, I'm going to have strawberry pie. So pretty pumped about it. That's my favorite thing in all the world is strawberry pie. How exciting. You stole from the homeless to, to make your pie. I did not steal from the homeless. My sister gave me a flat of strawberries. So that she snatched right from some homeless people. There's probably a bunch of homeless people that got them too. <laughs> the whole truck full of strawberries. Oh. All right. Well, at least Mike gets some strawberry pie. Some kids might not be eating this week, but Mike will get some strawberries. My, my sister justified like what they do with that pretty well to me. And I just can't do it here on, on the show. It it's was all on the up and up. Don't get mad at Gina because she she had some strawberries coming my way. We'll roll into my under. So since I've been back uh, playing Air Force, playing military, the unit, I've worked for this unit before, but they didn't have PT. So they started PT back up and we played basketball. And then, so my under is just remembering how bad I suck at basketball. Like, I feel like in my head that I should be all right at basketball. But then once you get to playing like the five on five game, I have no clue at like what's going on or anything. So it's just like always, I think I do it about once a year, maybe every once in a year and a half, I run into a place where there's a game of basketball. And I'm like, I think I could do all right. It, it was nice with the people I worked with because I was like at least more comfortable. But usually it's like, there's like, I'm just shooting around in a gym 
And then like they need one more guy for a game. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll do this. And after every time I'm done playing basketball, I'm like, why the fuck do I do that? Like, it's, I don't know. Like I at least like play defense and like can do stuff. But like when I was like just trying to bring the ball up, I was like dribbling off my legs. Like I definitely am unpracticed. And it was with the people from work, it was a good time. But then afterwards we were shooting one of one of the other guys who was actually pretty good stuck around with me and we were just like shooting around and stuff like I was just throwing the ball talking shooting around and then this guy like then we got one more guy from our unit we're like should we start a game of 21 and as soon as we started a game of 21 this guy that you could tell was just like itching to play with somebody uh, was like on the other side of the court he like directly like beelined over to us and he was like come over here we can play 21 over here and like the kid that was good at basketball was like dude he's wearing like knee sleeves and shit he's gonna be going like all out on this yep. like and we and i was like whatever like it's 21 like i don't give that much of a shit there'll be enough like just long rebounds that come off the rim that like i'll be able to like at least get a shot up and then sure as shit, like another guy sees that we're doing it. And this guy is even better than that guy. And it got to the point where it was just like, keep away from me. Like, I didn't even touch the ball. When Ugh. when the guy had 21 points, I think I had four points. It was brutal. But it yeah, was so I enjoy playing basketball as well. But I don't know, like, the nuances of the game. I just kind of stand on the edge when I'm playing offense and just never shoot because more than likely my shot isn't going to go in. So I won't even, if I'm on playing team basketball, I'm like, here you go. Take the ball, go ahead. And that's the way to do it. So how I would hypothetically like my game to get, and I like, after that experience, I like started going to the gym and I was like, I'm going to practice more. But every time I've been going now, like the gym is just full, like a full, full on games down here. Yeah which is pretty cool, but, like, I, I don't feel like I'm at that level. But anyways, where I want my game to be is where I can, like, at least, like, n- know how to pass in the right situation. There was one move I was very proud of in the game that I did. So I set a, a ball screen, set the pick up top, and then took the guy off. So I rolled, and the guy that I set the pick for was, like, actually a good basketball player, and he seen that I did that. And he got me the ball. And then the guy came off the guy in the low post to come get me. And I passed it to the guy that he came off of and he scored. And I looked good for like one second, but that, that was about it. So it's like golf, one play will get, get you coming back. Right. Yeah. And I've been, I'm on the night shift. So I've been getting to the gym before my shift. So I'll get to the gym like around seven. And one night I got to like, I was like, I'm just going to practice like dribbling just so I don't like dribble it off my knees when I'm doing that shit. One night I got to get some like decent, like practicing shooting and like not be too embarrassed because there was nobody in the gym. But every other night, man, they've been running full court games, like all, all the time, taking up the whole gym, which is a little annoying because they could. So it's like set up like the Fort McCoy gym. Yeah. And you know how, when we didn't, have uh, like league going on we would make them run full court like uh yeah the short sideways so there was at least two courts 
And these guys could be doing that, but they run like the full big court. So if you like just want to shoot around, you got to be that guy that like shoots around while they're like playing. That guy yeah, sucks. That, that was going to be in my rundown. It's like when they're playing full court basketball, if you're the guy that like go when, when the ball's on the other side of the court and you go and start like shooting. And then when they come on a fast break and you're still like shooting there and you have to get off the court, you suck if you do that. My opinion. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Don't do that. Just just be the guy that sits over in the corner and practices and practicing his dribbling skills. Yeah. And I guess I could be doing that, like at least practice my dribbling skills. But then I think they would think that I wanted to actually get in the game, which I don't really want to yet. And like the people down here on this base, like there's some good ass basketball players down here. It's not like, like if I got in the game, like the only thing I would be doing is like getting cardio. And I, I guess that's good. I could do that. But like, there's usually a full court game going and then a team wave. And I'm not the guy that's going to be like, Hey, can I join your team? Cause I'm going to suck really bad. Yeah. Like, if you want help winning, I'm not your guy. <laughs> but anyway, so under was I got to realize how bad I suck at basketball again. My over is, so I'm kind of living out of a hotel, but when I go to the bathroom in this hotel, I can still see my TV and that's, that's pretty slick to me. So I'm watching the Brewers like I am right now, up 4-2, Lauer on the mound. If I go to the bathroom, I don't have to wait for a commercial. I don't have to do anything. I just go to the bathroom. I even took a shower and was able to watch the Brewers. That's that's some next-level shit. Yeah, that's, that's the go-to, huh? That is living the life? Yeah, that's the dream, like, in the, in the future, I think. I can't see it like coming into play way too much, but like if I had a TV in my shower, that that actually probably be like a bad idea. I like I take long showers as it is, so if I had a TV in there, I think I just would never leave. I'm like, oh, I love this hot water, so that's my over. No breaks, even while I'm going to the bathroom. Get to keep. No, that's good. Yeah, I feel like if I had one, and I don't have one in my kitchen currently. If I had one in my kitchen, I would like do the dishes and like clean more stuff up. And I could just use my computer, but I like refuse to do that. Yeah, I've I've been coming to like the realization, like, so I have the brewer game up on like my side monitor right here. And that used to bug the living shit out of me. Like when people could like watch movies on their phones and stuff, like I was like, that just sounds like it sucks. Like, I'm coming around to it. I can't, like, hold my phone and watch a movie. But, like, if I can set my phone, like, somewhere comfortable, I can watch maybe not a whole movie either, but, like, a TV show or something like that. So, so like, on a plane or something. Yeah, so um must not have been the Super Bowl. There must have been a game. But I had this, like, contraption that goes around your neck and then holds your phone in front of your face for you. And I had to watch a game like that because it was on the Yahoo and you can't run that through your computer. You can only run it through your phone. Really? Yeah. And I had been booted off of the YouTube like four times. So I was watching it on my phone. And if, as long as I didn't have to hold it up, I was okay. So you're saying that was like kind of the get around for the YouTube TV, having too many users on at the same time. Yeah. So it was, they were showing the game on Yahoo. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe a Thursday night game or something like that. And I'd been booted off like three or four times and I was getting like pissy about it. And then, so I got my phone out, ran it through that, but like that contraption, it was okay. But mostly because it was like right in front of my face, you know? Yeah. And if you didn't have to like do anything, that that might actually even be nicer. Cause that's one thing I've been running into, like the issue of like, watching the brewers and then like kind of getting lost on my phone. Like, and then I just like look up when I hear like contact and shit, I miss having like dumb phones and not being worried about anything on my phone. So like before we started this, I had a Facebook, but like I didn't have it on my phone. And now that we have this, I have stuff back on my phone. I wasn't a big Twitter guy. And now with this, like, I've started to enjoy Twitter more. I don't know. I'm getting lost in my phone when I wish I was just watching, watching games with no distractions. The phone is too big of a distraction. I got to figure out my strategy to not look at my phone while I'm watching something. Like with Packer games, I definitely will just go set it upstairs. Well, in my old house upstairs, I would just go put it upstairs on the charger during the Packer games. And maybe grab it at halftime to say some shit and then put it put it back. So I got to get back to that. In this hotel room, though, it's, like, hard to put it, like, far enough away, like, where I can't just conveniently grab it. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's enough time between, like, even pitches if you wanted to be. I can see where you get lost, in it though, too. You know what I mean? So, for me, I'll be watching a show and on my phone. And I used to think, like, how do people, like, do that? And I know how they do it. They don't pay attention to the goddamn show. Right, they're, they're just putzing on their phone, and that's on in the background, right? So it might be something you've already seen before or whatever. They don't like really catch all the details, and that's the way I'm watching shows. You're just catching half the details. Where you, I used to be like, if I watched a show, I caught a lot of it, right? But not anymore. Yeah, it it is definitely ruined that. I do think, though, like for baseball, at least baseball is like the easiest one, especially if you get like I don't even think you do it on purpose, but you get like the pitchers timing down of like how quick they're throwing pitches and you just know when to look up. So I guess there's like kind of an art to that, like basketball. That's that's a tough one. Football, you can definitely pull it off and be fine. But I don't know. I just have a much more locked in enjoyable experience when I just put my phone away for football. But I basically yeah. only do that for the Packers. Yeah. And so working in secure settings really for a long time really helped me be not as engaged by phone because I had to put it away for like eight hours a day, no matter what. And so I was always doing things without my phone or like computers or whatever, like I didn't have them around all the time. Well, so now at my at my job, we just like transferred into laptops so like I can take it wherever I'm going. So now I always have it with me. And then I've been engaging on Twitter a lot, like kind of I shouldn't say for this because it's not benefiting this at all. But <laughs> that's your excuse. Right. That's my excuse to use Twitter a lot, is that it's for this, right? Um, and I think my Twitter time went way up with this, but oh, definitely, dude. Yeah, I, I enjoy it quite a bit. We were 
get a look at like your Twitter real quick. That's been, if any of you guys listen to this, you should see the amount of like Twitter followers Mike has gotten recently. Even so, I was at I was at like one fifty when we started the podcast. Just so everybody's kind of track, it was right. You were you were at a hundred and fifty. Yeah, when we started the podcast, right in that area, like ninety nine percent sure. You're over three thousand now for sure. But yeah, let me look at this real quick. So Mike, I already got it up. I monitor your Twitter more than I monitor mine. So one from one fifty to three thousand and fifty eight. Right. But I think there's a lot of stuff on there that like you and people who listen to the podcast would not want to see from people's Twitter. Right. So if they mute me, I 100% or unfollow me, whatever. I get it. So I, I'm just trying to think like, I don't get, so for say our sake, like I like that you go out and get followers but I feel like a lot of the people like you follow and I see like help get people followers, like get all those followers just to be like, like what movie would you cut out of this five movie sequence or like, just like not real like content or anything. Like, I I don't know. It's just funny to me, like how much they love getting a ton of followers just to like, put that out into the world it's confusing to me yeah so they're not like trying to create engagement in a real way right so they're not their goal is to create more followers not to get them to engage in something else that they're doing and i don't think that the followers that i get necessarily want to engage in something outside of twitter with me you know what i mean so they might want to answer a question that i put on twitter or like like a something or a comment that i have on twitter but to like engage with my like the content we create outside of it i'm not really sure that they're interested in. there might be a couple yeah in which we to be fair we haven't even really made too much content since since the damian miller stuff i mean we put our things on but yeah we don't cut too much but now now that like everyone's busy now i'm sure if we have something like worth snipping and putting on there that we'll we'll get back to that a little bit and it it would be interesting to see like how many of the people that you get would actually like respond to something like that so maybe maybe we'll do the when we do my new segment pat's thoughts mike's opinions maybe we'll clip some stuff from that I like it. Yeah, it's going. I'm gonna grab some beers though, real quick. Okay. I went and got beer too. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. Now that we're back from the beer break, we are gonna roll into spicy meatballs. I think I have my spiciest meatball of all time. If I haven't already used this one, but there's there's something in this world that irks me more than anything. Do you, want, do you got a spicy meatball or do you want me to let it rip and just smell? Well, let's get yours in last because if yours is really good, uh, my and we're going to have to revisit this on our next episode when Riley's not sick because he I'm was being a little wuss with a hundred fever. Riley, children of 101 degrees still go to school. 
weird. I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> You're in there um, with the sniffles. Anyway, Riley had some issues when I told you guys to remind me of what mine was. But I hate game shows. I hate shows that, and I don't remember what it was called that it, my wife was watching, but it was something where you got to sing the next 10 lyrics of a song, right? 10 words of the lyrics. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. I think it's like literally called like, do you know the lyrics or some shit like that? Yeah, probably. That's the kind of society. right? But so I hate shows like that. And I hate shows like America's Got Talent and Hell's Kitchen. And I'm not saying that they're, they don't draw my attention. They can't get my engagement, but I hate the way they're set up. They bring out all the drama and then they go to commercial break. And then when they come back, they repeat the same shit again. Like I can't deal with that shit. Just make it really like flow smoothly through. Don't do all the bullshit in there. I just want answers more quickly. And so they frustrate me. And I fucking hate it. So the shows that you mentioned, I won't even classify like none of those. So we were going to do like a game show drop, but I think we're going to wait for Riley because I think Riley's a big game show guy. But none of the shows that you mentioned would have even scraped. Like, I don't even consider those game shows. Those are like, okay, like Price so, is Right's a game show and it's fucking electric. Like, that, <laughs> that's like, I wish I could get as excited as one of the people who get called up to go as Price is Right about anything in my life. Like, even if I had, like, a kid, I don't think I would be as excited as these people are getting to the stage. But it's fucking awesome. And then, like, just playing the games along with people. I love seeing people win money, and I don't know what it is about that. But, like, Jeopardy, that's great. I suck. Like, maybe maybe I get three right a Jeopardy, and it keeps me coming back for more. It's not, like, scheduled TV, but... But, like, when I'm in a situation where I can throw Prices Right on at, like, 10 o'clock Central Time, oh, I'm watching fucking Prices Right. And I am enjoying the living shit out of how excited those people are. Let's make a deal, though. I didn't realize, like, so let's make a deal is before Prices Right. I didn't realize how long that's been running. But that one, that one isn't that great. And I like Wayne Brady. But that show, Neil Muento Bone. That's what they would say in uh, Brazil. Not very good. I don't know about that one. So that, that's probably not making my draft. But I don't want to ruin my whole draft. But, yes, I think that take is spicy. If you're going to, like, the classic game shows, your Jeopardies, your Price is Right, your Wheel of Fortune, like, like, those are game shows to me. The okay, other so ones that you're talking about are more like, talent shows maybe the lyric one would follow into that some but like i don't think american idol is a game show like it's just fucking stupid okay uh yeah i just hate all that shit and you're right the price is right isn't like that your answers come back pretty damn quick you know if it's right or wrong i don't need the suspense right if i want like it to be dramatized i'd watch a fucking drama i just i just don't like it yeah and if you keep watching after the price is right that's exactly what comes on so then you got uh days of our lives comes on right after price is right so i've been hitting that channel not days of our lives but 
when that comes on, it's usually time to change channels. You got to watch like the first like five minutes just to see how fucking stupid it is. So uh, General Hospital, and I don't, I assume it still runs. It's one of the biggest ones, right? Yeah, uh, yeah I've heard of it. Yeah. We watched it in college, Kelly and I did, and it's a, it's enjoyable enough. Like you just have to suspend like the stupidity part of it, like. This guy was in a coma for nine years. He just pops out of it, and he's fine. There's no issues with him. He's like a perfect human being. You know, you got to just, like, kind of forget about that part. But General Hospital has, like, like the mafia and shit. So my dumbest thought, well, maybe not my dumbest thought, but so something that I found out, I think it was maybe a year and a half ago right now. So I always thought they were called I didn't realize it was soap opera, like soap and then opera. I still don't fully get what the soap means and then the opera. I get like operas are like dramatic, but I thought it was soap opera for the longest time. And I thought it was one word. Like I thought they were just soap operas until about last year. And I can't remember how I figured it out. I think it was one of the times where I watched Prices Right and then stuck around for like the five minutes to see how stupid uh not general days of our lives was getting yeah and then I mean, I they're all they're all kind of dumb right but yeah but but yeah, yeah that was news to me that it wasn't all one word so uh i believe so this is more like this might be true type stuff but they're called soap operas because soap companies would advertise to housewives when they were starting so, like, most of your commercials and stuff were soap, so they were soap bottles. Ah, that's history lesson with uh, MJ Doherty at, uh, wait, what's your Twitter handle? At MJ Doherty. But at it's not. MJ Doherty. Teaching you lessons there. That could also be false, but that's okay. No, it's it sounds good enough to me. Do we have any more on you thinking game shows suck? So I got to so Craig hit me up and he, he's going to come on the show sometime, whatever. Some people don't even know who the Craig I am talking about, but he, he was very mad that I uh, abandoned jalapenos for ratings instead of spicy. Cause Riley was like, I'll give it two spicy meatballs. And I was like, okay, we'll just do that. So we're switching back to jalapenos. He says, he says he likes jalapenos better. So Craig, this is for you. And Mike, if you go traditional, uh, that all game shows suck ass. I don't know if I change your opinion at all. Do you want to reword it? Or are you going to? Uh, like I said, we're going to have to revisit it because Riley, Riley will have a, probably a different opinion than both of us. However, I don't, there are zero game shows I want to watch. Not even prices right after I just told you about that. No, so Price is Right, I mean, for the first probably year that I was on the unit that I'm on, played every day, and I had, like, I had no desire to, like, poke my head out and see what was going on. And I can hear every, like, word, right? And I had no desire to be like, oh, I got to see, like, what's what's happening on the screen while all this craziness is happening. feels you, like it's... You got to make it a community thing. It Like, have everybody guess, like, like you get a group to watch Price is Right, that's almost as fucking good as like uh, it's definitely better than watching soccer, but uh, it's almost as good as watching real sports. 
I guess to be fair, though, I do play uh, Family Feud every morning. That's a yeah. fucking electric one, too. That one's so yeah. good. So, yeah, so, I, so I do that every morning. We do one every morning where they got to guess. Them. Okay, so revisiting it. You're, you're, are you going to say yeah, Adam? But, I, but I'm, I'm still on board. The game shows are not like this thing that we need to have on. Okay, if it was the flatline statement, if Mike tweets out that all game shows fucking suck or farting suck, I would say that's four point. I would even break my rule. I'd go 4.9 jalapenos. I think that's that fucking hot. That that spicy meatball is going to have you shit and fire the next day. That's that's a blazer. All right. Uh, so, and I think that the community that we are speaking to for the most part probably don't engage too much in like the America's Got Talent and stuff like that. They might have one of those shows that they really enjoy. But they don't have multiple shows like that that they enjoy, right? The community that we're talking, all our listeners, that kind of, those kind of people. All our thirty listeners. I think yeah. I think we got a pretty solid thirty listeners. So, I think people in like like normal people watch like shitloads of those things. I don't think so. I think it's like uh, areas of the country. That was one thing I found about Tennessee. Like I was in like Eastern Tennessee and this guy that I'm working with right now told me a funny story. I'm going to try to tell it as quick as possible, but it was like 2004 when this guy was in the Navy and they were out on a ship and this guy just got clearance to go in the room to get on the computers on the ship. And the, he got an ID card. So the guy I'm working with told this guy to put, uh, to put his card in the desktop and to get his computer going. And he tried to put it in the, like, he was like, where on this desktop do I put this ID card? And he was just looking at the top of a desk. And then they had like the, like, it wasn't laptops obviously because it's 2004, but they had like the towers computers and they were under the thing. So he said, like, granted, he'll give him some credit, like, because, like, the computers weren't, like, on the table. Like, say, like, when we were in school at that time, like, how the the big tower would be right next to the monitor. But this guy didn't know what a monitor was, didn't know. He'd never seen a computer. And he was in 2004, and he was from eastern Tennessee. And that, like, when I was in that area of the country, that's kind of where we went for our honeymoon. You could still tell. We went to a very touristy area, but you could still tell the locals, like, it was very much not, like, like streaming services. Like, it didn't seem like that. Like, these people weren't using streaming services. It was just, like, cable. And I think the population that's not, like, on Netflix yet and stuff like that, they maybe still watch those. I could be wrong. Maybe lots of people watch those. But Yeah. But it just feels, like, say if I sit down and watch, like, uh, one of our listeners definitely still watches Survivor, which blows my mind that that's even still a show. But people love those shows. Yeah, I'll walk it back. Maybe maybe more people than I think watch that. But like, if I like walked into someone's house and they were like, "Sit down, sit down, shut up, we're watching American Idol," that would blow my mind. Like, I don't even know. Like, if American Idol still goes. I think it probably does. 
I think it probably still goes, but they definitely did that for like six, seven years. They were like the number one show on television for a while. Oh yeah. I, and I won't lie. Like the first, I think I, like my family. I've watched some of them. Yeah. We're pretty locked in like full, like we would, we would be those people like sit down, shut up. Like Clay Aiken's about to rip this one apart. No, Ruben's going to win. Not Clay. So yeah, see, I know it well enough to know Ruben and Clay were in the same season, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think you got four point nine. We we straight from four point nine. I think it's hot. I think it's hot because okay. now that I even bring that population in, that population would be mad at you too if they consider that a game show. That doesn't seem game shows to me are like you walk away with money that day. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a competition shows or something like that. Is a, a different. Talent, it's a talent show. It's like what it is. Yeah, I don't like those. Okay. All right, four point nine. I and I think yours might be spicier than mine. I think you're. I think you and Riley might agree with me. Damn it, Riley! Why'd you have to get a hundred fever? Ninety nine point nine. Yeah. No, you got a hundred. I seen a hundred on the thermometer. I don't know where he shoved that thermometer, but knowing knowing him, he probably got a little squirrely and took the core town. But anyways, Starbucks fucking sucks ass. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. Starbucks is the worst place on earth. I hate Starbucks. If they all didn't exist, I would be fucking happy. The Starbucks just inconveniences my day. I will say, like, if my wife runs, gets coffee from Starbucks and brings me a coffee, their coffee's good. But, like, the inconvenience of going to a fucking Starbucks just blows my mind. Like, that people would wait that long in line for, like, a farting cup of coffee is just ridiculous to me. It, I, I hate lines. So that, that, I mean, I think that, Everyone would get behind. That's not a spicy meatball. Everybody hates to wait in line. But man, it seems like these people who go to Starbucks like to wait in line. Cause that I would way rather just have some like Folgers in my cup. You know, it's the best part of waking up Folgers in my cup. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I'm going to go one further on you and I'm going to say their coffee isn't good. Okay. Right? So, so for me, I think their coffee tastes more burnt. Right. And granted, I drink my coffee black. I have no desire to have any like cream in my coffee. It makes me kind of, it makes my stomach kind of turn when I put cream inside my coffee. I like, I've drinking my coffee black forever. That's how I started drinking coffee. I don't really go away from that. I might have a flavored coffee, but even that, I'm not putting creamers and stuff in. Don't enjoy it. And if I'm drinking their coffee black, I don't like the way it tastes. Yeah, can you go? Do you do ever, or do you ever do like an iced coffee or a cold coffee? I drink my coffee cold sometimes, but I don't put yeah. anything in it. Yeah, I think I'm a little weird, like where I'm more lukewarm coffee. Like I don't get how people. So when I get my coffee, I'm the same. I don't put cream and sugar in it. The only thing I do is usually like if I'm at like a diner or something, I scoop the ice cubes out of my water into my coffee. So I can drink it quicker. So I think that's another thing. So I don't think we are going to be 
the folks that would be outraged that Starbucks sucks. I don't get how like they have such a loyal following. Like every time I go to a Starbucks, like unless you go at like the oddest time that like you won't really like say if I if I went right now and it was still open for some reason, like and I didn't have to wait in line. Sure, but like every time you want coffee and like at times that people get coffee. It is just, I don't know, it pisses me off more than it's worth the coffee. I would just rather not have coffee than have to wait in that line to get coffee. Yeah, so we went into, we went, we had to drive into lacrosse for my son's surgery, right? And so we were driving in at like, I want to say like 5, 36 o'clock in the morning, and it was empty. But then when we drive out at 10 o'clock in the morning, which is the middle of the morning, that's not like early right? Where like you still need your coffee at that point. There's probably some people that haven't gotten there yet, right? Yeah. But it was 20 cars. And I never understand that shit. I don't like, I can't figure out why you're going to wait in line for that long. And then on top of that, you're spending like, even if you're getting like just a black coffee, you're probably spending 250 on the coffee. I have a whole can of coffee for like seven bucks. Yeah. Last me three weeks or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I don't get it too. Like, I would just rather go to a gas station, like Quick Trip or something, grab yeah. coffee from there. I really enjoy yeah. Quick Trip coffee. Yeah, there, there's a gas station down here that has a coffee flavor that I really like. And because, so I, I will say, like, I don't really drink coffee for the taste of coffee, it's more function. Oh, you're wearing your banging on the drum one? Thank you, Paige. Uh, Mike's representing yeah. for you. But, but yeah, I don't really drink coffee for the taste. So my spicy meatballs, Star- Starbucks sucks. Maybe, maybe I'll have Mike tweet that out for me to see <laughs> in a poll to see how many votes he can get. So how, how, how would we run that poll? Like, does Starbucks suck? Yes or no? Is that how we're running the poll? So... Yeah, I think that's easy enough. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll take, I'll take banging on the drum and that way it should come yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as possible, do that. Right once we're done here, Mike. Put it. We're going to run it for a day and we're going to find out how spicy that jalapeno is. Wait, no, because so, most people won't listen to this before that. So that's all right. I would say that that's a fairly spicy meatball. We're going to have a few guys that listen to the podcast that see that, right? Especially if I put banging drum, banging on the drum in it. And it'll be fine because you're hoping in the next 24 hours it'll be out, right? Yeah. No, I'm I'm a night owl right now. So this is my, whatchamacallit, this is my 8.50 in the morning right now. So I, I got to go back to work tomorrow night so i can't go to bed after this like i gotta figure out what i'm gonna do until till the morning which has been interesting it's been an interesting ride i don't mind it too much well the hotel is good too because they get they have like a true blackout curtain generally in those things right Mm -hmm. yours are good that sucks i'm gonna have to get my own blackout shade so uh so i definitely have heard of people doing 
like tinfoil or whatever over the windows. I don't know what your hotel would think of that. I'm definitely not going to do that, even if it did work. But <laughs> sounds like too much work. But no, I like we'll get like a blackout shade and put it on top of my blinds. Like I have blinds, whatever. We do, I think we're spending too much time on. I'm not worried about. It. I can sleep like with sunlight. Like I sleep with the TV on. Usually I sleep with something that I can hear going on and not just a fan. I know people are like, oh, fans help me sleep. Like I need like interesting things that don't make me think about other things, whatever. Spend too much time on that. I'm sleeping just fine. I appreciate your concern though, Mike. As far as your uh, Starbucks, the number of jalapenos is up there. I think that it's definitely above four. We got to go at least four and a half jalapenos. Then I think there's a good contingent of people that do think it sucks because they have to wait in the line and because it's popular, right? So there's some people that will hate it because other people like it. There's a good contingency of people like that. I'm going to give those people half a jalapeno. That's what we're going to take off it because of people like us that are drinking their coffee black. There's no reason to go with fucking Starbucks, I don't think. Yeah. And I it's think we're, like we're kind good. of the minority of people. Like, I don't think many people just drink their coffee black. I've seen one guy at an airport ask if, because uh, I was like, I always hate going up to him and be like, hey, can you put like three ice cubes in the cup and then fill it with coffee? And the guy in front of me asked for that like exact order. And I, was, I, I had to talk to that guy. I was like, that's probably how I got COVID. That guy probably gave me COVID. Um, and I was like, fun. I respect the shit out of that. Because now I don't even have to, like, say that. I just said, I'm having the same thing that that guy just had. And it was great. I have heard of people ordering their coffee at drinking temperature, which would be lower. That's actually smart. I don't get how they would do that for you all the time. Like, I, I don't feel like most, like, if you're at Denny's, like, they're not bringing all around, like, Oh, do you want it drinking or like burning your mouth? Like yeah. it's always just hot. Yeah. So I really, I don't like, I can't drink. I, I shouldn't say I don't like, I can't drink coffee right out of the thing. Right. Right out yeah. of the urn. If it's, if the thing is running, it's way too hot. So I actually tested it. It was this morning that I tested the temperature of my coffee. So it comes out of my coffee maker when it's on at 170 to 175 degrees it was like Jeez. 171 or 172 that's pretty fucking hot oh, right yeah. and i drank it and it was still like maybe a little bit too warm for me at like 135 or so you literally did this experiment today before yeah like no shit like it was i just kind of like because my coffee was still cooking this morning usually what i'll do is i'll cook it from uh 2 30 to 4 30 so mine runs for two hours and then it'll automatically shut off. So I'll cook it from 2.30 to 4.30 and then I'll start drinking about 5.15, 5 to 5.15 in the morning. And so it's cool enough that like I only have to give it like a minute or two to cool down once I pour it out of the big pot. Are you opposed to dumping like a little colder water in it? Like does that ruin it for you? Because I do that all the time. Like if I don't have ice cubes, I mean, it's the same damn thing as ice cubes. Like. 
Yeah, and you're just running water over it, right? If you drink like the first cup that goes into your urn, it is super strong cup. But yeah, and I still don't have like an exact science. You have like your scoops figured out, or do you eyeball that shit every morning? Uh, Oh, that's my other. I got another thing. One second, sorry, I asked you a question. I'm gonna cut you off. All big coffee things. This this might be a spice. No, it's not a spicy meatball. It's a good idea. This is a Pat's good idea, or Pat's invention, or invention in general. All coffee cups should have like a scooper, like when you get protein or like pre-workout, like they need to put a scooper in those things. Yeah, I I agree. I think that next level for me, what I do is I have a tablespoon, right? Not like an actual tablespoon measuring cup, but just a spoon. I put that right in like, as soon as I open it up, that goes into my coffee container. And then I just do four scoops of that. Now, sometimes I have to do five scoops because my scoops aren't heaping enough, right? When I first started drinking coffee, and maybe I've told this story on the podcast before, I literally was measuring out one tablespoon for every cup that goes into your um, urn for water. So 12 tablespoons I would put in it. That's like man coffee. Like that shit is real coffee. That's when Mike's facial hair started growing. So I read the directions on the um, on the bag, and it, that's what it says: is like one tablespoon for every cup. And I was like, "All right, twelve tables." the The whole filter was like full of coffee, like full, full of coffee. Yeah, I learned that that's too much. That would give me a little jittery, but I, I still do eyeball it for the most part. I basically fill the filter to almost half, probably more like. Let's see, three, three A's. Yeah, three A's. We'll say three A's full. Okay. And yep. And do it from there. All right. Yeah. I would say those, those are our spicy meatballs. And now maybe we'll do this anytime Riley misses or one of us misses. Yeah, we'll we'll do it anytime Riley misses. I so since it's been a long time since we've had the last episode, I'll take notes down and like of things that I want to bring up. Some of this might be a little bit redundant. It's going to be my thoughts. And then I want to hear Mike's opinions on it. So I was at the gym and there's three squat racks, right? One is a lot nicer than the other two. I will give it that. But I went into the nice squat rack and I've been squatting a long time. So I was just like getting back into it. And my first like squat down with just 135 pounds on there, like it felt like I pulled both my hamstrings on that squat. That's like how long I haven't squatted for. So I was like, I needed to stretch and stuff. And while I'm stretching, I have my music like blasting. Some guy comes in, he says, can I work in with you? And I look like I literally like, I didn't want this guy to work. in. I'm not like an asshole at the gym, but I, If I wouldn't do it, I don't like that people ask me to do it because there was two open squat racks. They're not as nice as the one I'm on, like, but they're not that bad. And this guy says, can I work in with you? And I was like, "Uh, I haven't squatted in a while and I only have about two sets left. So, and I didn't say like, so no, but like, I was like, so, and he's like, yeah, so can I work in with you? And I was like, uh, I'm trying to stretch something out right now. And he's like, yeah, can I work in with you? 
And I was like, dude, just go fucking take the other squat rack. And like, then it like got to the point where I like very reluctantly was like, sure, whatever. Like that's, that's basically what I said to him was like that. And maybe I've been a little irritable lately too. So that that's probably my, I'm probably the asshole in this situation. But once, once I said he could work in with me, when he went to do a set, I just went to one of the other shittier squat racks and finished what I was doing. And this guy like didn't even feel bad about it. But anyways, that guy sucks. What is your opinion? Yep. So I think if there's open machinery, like you don't need to do that. Right. Right. Machinery is probably not open machines. Yeah. Open. Like if I get it, like if there's like one bench press and the guy needs a bench press that day, like most people want to do that first. So me in that situation, if I knew I had to do like some other chest workout, I would go do the other chest workout first, then maybe come back. But I would even give this guy credit even if you just wanted to like bench or whatever, but that was open shit. Yeah. Um, I think with there being open stuff, I don't know that I've ever needed like a certain spot as long as there was something I could use. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think I'll be able to explain it good enough for like the people listening, but like, I know you'll understand this. So the one so remember the gym we had like the squat rack at that gym. I, did we have two when you were there? I know there's two now. Um, we probably did. But anyways, it was like that one. So it was this one. And then this other one was one, like the only shitty part about it is you have to like kind of lean forward and down to re-rack your weight. But you can, but that's like a safety precaution, whatever, too much gym talk, but but anyways, like it's not, it wasn't even that bad switching to it. That, and that's why I didn't give a shit. Like I would rather not work in with somebody that I didn't know than have the slightly nicer squat rack. Yeah. For me, I think speed was always a big piece of my. Exactly. I was trying to things, Is that I don't want to be waiting for someone to finish a, a piece if I don't have to. Right. So if what, if I'm working out with somebody, I would go a lot slower and my workout would be generally not anywhere near as good, right? I work and I've worked out with people where they've pushed me a lot harder, but if I'm trying to do it myself, and I'm like in a groove, like the other person doesn't help. It allows me to sit and talk and rest more than I should. I don't know. I, I would not have liked to like shared either, especially when there's, I would have thought it was really weird. I was like, I'd be like, why are you asking this? Yeah, I hope he felt like a weirdo after I just walked away and set up on a different thing. How old was he? He was young, so I I tried not to be like too big of a dick about it, but I, I would say he was probably like early 20s. So yeah. So he might not know like the etiquette thing of of how that's working. So and I wasn't gonna break or maybe looking for a workout partner and you just fucking bloom off no it really could have been that too because it didn't look like he would be doing much more than me like i was just trying to get my legs loose like i was not going anywhere near 200 either and like that's like you know like for most people like i was just like 
I need to see if these muscles still work because I haven't done this in forever. So yeah, I hurt my back in Leavenworth and I went to squat for the first time in a really long time. So I'd worked out with a guy that didn't really squat ever um, before I left McCoy. And then I took a long time off when I went to Kansas and then I started lifting again, but I was playing flag football and I bumped my back. My back wasn't doing great. And then I would drive eight hours at a clip. My back was fucked up for a little bit, right? And I tried to squat, and I I warmed up with 135, was pretty easy, no problems. And I put 225 on the bar, and, like, I'd squat down, and my back would, like, be killing me. And I was, like, just depressed that I couldn't do 225. <laughs> like, like, it, like, hurt me on the inside. Like, and now I'm afraid to go squat again, and I haven't put I haven't worked out in a long time, but like to go squat, I'd be afraid that I would still not be able to do that. It would like wreck my whole like mentality. Yeah. I, I quit letting that bug me. Like sure. Like the best shape I've been in, I was probably like 175, whatever. I, I don't like squatting like three plates on each side. Yeah. And, but I just, don't find a need for that anymore. Like two, once I move up to 225, I'll just, that's good enough for me. Like if I can do it 20 times, oh, good for me. I can't, I can't at all right now. Honestly, I could barely probably, that's probably like my max right now. And it doesn't bother me that much. So yeah, I, I so would just I rather be like healthy than I have no desire to look like a bodybuilder. Not that I could if I wanted to, but right. that's yeah. not, that's not my lifestyle. Too much sacrifice for too little reward. Maybe that'll be a spicy meatball one day. It's like bodybuilders are fucking idiots. They're dedicated to their craft, right? Yeah, yeah that's that's a little harsh. But I just I just don't get some of it. Like if you're doing steroids to look good, I don't know. That's you're doing steroids to make money, sure. But if you're doing steroids so your biceps bigger, I don't know. Yeah, still just the way I said that, I know that's gonna that was spicy because Mike was like, ah. Uh, so I'm not, so I actually think I have the more spicy take on this. I think steroids are good. I think that steroids should be involved in almost every major sport. I think that I think you haven't done any research. To I have. I actually did a research paper in high school on steroids, and I watched uh, Bigger, Faster, Stronger. So that's two things that I did. All right, you bring me back a report and change my mind on this because I haven't done any research. Like, I think maybe, like, my opinion is maybe if you can find a way to do steroids responsibly, it's fine. I don't have any research to be like, hey, maybe you could do some steroids. So I'll give you the, like, just the, like, bro research right off the jump, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. Those are two reasons you could for sure do steroids. But they were making Anecdote. money because of the steroids they were doing. Anecdote, uh, Sly probably wasn't. Yes, he was. I mean, that's like Rambo. I mean, he's, he's Yeah, but he was like, doing He wouldn't have got cast for Rambo. Rambo. It, it's not like, like if Sylvester Stallone, if I was Sylvester Stallone and he looked like me, I wasn't getting cast for Rambo. Yeah, you wouldn't look like that if you exercised and did steroids. Your recovery time. Is <laughs> That's so- what I'm saying. You made money 
from doing steroids. Yeah, you could make money from doing steroids, probably. Maybe. I'm not sure exactly how. You probably could. Uh, I just think that steroids are right. I, like, so we actually think steroids are good when someone's dying, but they don't want me to do steroids at say 40 when my testosterone hangs. Like, they don't want to like say, "Oh, actually, you should be doing more to make sure your testosterone stays good, so you can feel healthy." They don't think that that's like the general consensus of the population. When in reality, I think that's probably the way we should operate is if we can supplement that, we probably should. Yeah. And I mean, if that's the work and that's like no repercussions because of it, I guess I would agree with you. So I wouldn't say that steroids will have zero repercussions, but even lifting weights would have repercussions or eating healthy would have certain repercussions, right? Well, I think that's the thing with like bodybuilders and stuff. Like, I I don't know too many like old bodybuilders and I see some old guys in the gym that are like pretty damn jacked, like even probably up to like 60 year olds. But then I think though, like those guys, like after a certain point, they're just fucked. Like their, their joints hurt. Like, and that's, that's like why I don't carry that pride into the gym of like, oh, I need to. Like if I'm going to squat, it better be 225. Like, like that's what I'm saying. It's like, once I get to 225, maybe if it feels like super, super easy, like it feels like 135, I'll move up a little bit, but I'm not, I'm not the dumb kid that's going to be breaking his form to put up 275 or some shit like that. Yeah. I just remember it killing me, but my spicy meatball on steroids would be, steroids are gone. okay i think they should be in every major sport and i think that it should be almost like prescribed i think we've i think we've touched that spicy meatball with you before probably that's been a mainstay for since high school so. all right i'm gonna move on to my next pat's thought mike's opinions cats catch too much shit for little to no reason people hate cats and i don't I don't get it anymore. I, I guess I get it. Cause I grew up like, like my dad's like favorite thing to say about cats was like, you know what the best kind of cat is. And then people were like, I don't know, like a calico. you like, no, a dead one. And then like, there was something about teaching them how to do a trick too. They'd be like, you know what the best trick you can teach a cat is. And it was like, don't feed it for a week. And then it dies. Or like just it was just like a parade of like shitting on cats for yeah. and we never even had a cat. My neighbors had a mean cat, so I was a little scared of cats. But now that I have a cat, I love my cat. Uh so we have a stray that kind of hangs out. Pretty pretty nice cat is in our on our porch every day, right? I agree that I think cats take too much shit. And honestly, if if you're and I don't want to say like, cause I, I love dogs. Like I had two dogs like bald my eyes out because they died. Right. But, but you never bring yeah. up any bad unders though. Right. No bad. <laughs> unders. Um, Kids getting surgery, dogs dying. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had an uncle die since then. Too, right. 
Someone but, just put a dinger in the Brewers game. Oh, not. It was Goldschmidt. Gold shit. Sorry. Derailed you. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Um, but Cats, they – everybody kind of shits on them. But, like, they're the independent ones. You could leave them there with, like, a pile of food in a little box. And, like, your house might smell a little bit when you come back home. But, like, they're fine. Right? Dogs, you can't do that shit. You got to come home every day. You got to, like – you got to be around them. You got to pay attention to them a little bit more. Cats are more independent animals. And yeah. I, I do think that they take a lot of shit. All right. So Mike agrees. All right. This next one. Basketball guys confidence is like next level. Absolutely amazing to me. It's like how confident basketball guys are. White, black, doesn't matter who it is. If these people think they're good at basketball, man, they think they they think they could be in the NBA. And it just blows my mind. So the story I mentioned before, I was playing with a guy. He was pretty good. We went. So it was me and him ended up playing 21 with two other guys. And they just absolutely pushed our shit in. And when we left, the guy I was with, he's a basketball guy. And he was still like, oh, I could have got him. I was like, dude. You could have got him right then, and they just shit on us. Granted, he did. He scored like 13 points, but the two other guys were definitely way better than him, and he didn't think so. So my my like vision of this is from prisons and mental health facilities. So uh, that's the lens I'm looking at this through, and you're 100% correct. Guys just try to do like the weirdest shit because they think they're good at basketball. Not even that they are good at basketball, but they think they're good at basketball. And then they try to go out there and do like crazy shit. When in reality, the guy that is usually the best is the guy who just backs the guy down, lays the ball in, moves on. Yeah, right. so I, I think you're right. Their confidence level is like weirdly high. Yeah, in like men's league basketball, like we've ref that shit. And we're like, dude, you're not in the fucking NBA. Like we're just two dudes that happen to work at this gym that gets stuck with this shitty job. Like we're not trained to do this. And they, they would be like bitching yeah. at us. Like it was, I don't know, like Draymond green on a big fucking play in the NBA finals. Like, yeah. Uh, Draymond green bitches. Like he's in the fucking men's league basketball. though, Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's deaf, but that's like, that's what all of these guys – not maybe not all of them, but, like, to a certain extent. Like, yeah, that, that's that's a men's league player that is actually good enough. That's like, a good example. Yeah, that's what he is. He's a men's league guy that just is 6'10 and really, really – or whatever he is. And he's so smart and stuff, too. But whatever. Yeah. I, I wasn't trying to pull Draymond Green into this, but – but yes, the guys I'm talking about bitch like Draymond Green, and they're not playing for a million dollars. They're not playing for a cent. They're like, uh, it, it just blows my mind. Maybe, yeah. maybe I wish I could have like that that kind of confidence in like anything I did. But like, how good they think they are at basketball, it's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. So very agreeable topics. All right. And see, I don't think you're going to disagree with any of these. Maybe we're too similar for this shit. Yeah, so, that's a good possibility, right? 
Steroids. We disagreed on steroids. Yeah, a little bit. Once you bring, once I see the proof, I might be on board with you. Though. I just told you the proof for Arnold Schwarzenegger, man. Barry Bonds. You're just listing people who made money. I want to see like the people who don't make money that use steroids. I oh. think I'm going to draw it back one time. I think it's very it's very acceptable to do steroids if you're in the military in a position where you need to kill or be killed. Like if you have a job yeah, like where it's like, like that's where I would say definitely do steroids. guys. If <laughs> like that one millisecond that these steroids help you for helps you, please do steroids. Like if I was like special forces kicking in doors and shit, I would be doing whatever like would make me better at that. But yeah, I don't, yeah. So I don't do steroids. Like, I don't, I don't see the reason for me to do steroids. Uh, that's a good point. That's fair. Like, at this point in your life, it would be difficult to gain money from doing steroids, right? Yeah. All right. So, on to the next one. We jumped back. So, we, we're doing this good. So, it should be way more acceptable in golf to be shirtless. I think golf should almost damn near be a shirtless sport. Like, like beach volleyball. Okay, so I mean, to be what fair, does your shirt do for you in golf? Yeah, nothing. So I'm trying to think about this for a second here. You don't need a, a a shirt to play golf, right? So mostly it's just the course that would frown upon you not having a shirt on. Yeah, um, you're usually playing when it's fucking hot as balls out. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I, I can agree with that. Yeah, um, and like, if it, someone's kind of like, like, oh, my feathers a little bit, but I think I. I think that's acceptable. And I think like someone would be like, oh, then basketball they can be shirtless. But no, you you wear a uniform in basketball because like you're on the same team. You need to see like who's on the team. And plus, like people watching it need to see who this yeah. is. Like golfers don't generally wear, you know, like a logo. Maybe maybe there should be golfer jerseys, but I, I don't know. Like I think. Like I want to go out and golf. I want to take my shirt off, get a tan. Like not not because I look good with my shirt off, but like I'd be more comfortable not sweating through something than as sweaty as I get playing golf in the summer in Florida. Yeah, no, I like that. You probably just need to wear like super nice shirts and then like light colors, right? But yeah, and I I don't get the pretentiousness behind the clothing. In golf. And I know there's courses like you could probably pull it off on. But yeah, I just think it should be like more like, hey, I'm going to golf. Like, rip the shirts off, go play some golf. I think there should be a tournament on the PGA as well where they just play shirtless. I think they should be able, and I know the shorts pants thing was like an issue there for a while. Like, maybe they can warm up wearing shorts now. I don't know. But anyways, they should be able to play however the fart they want to play. Like, all right, all right. So you say that. What's your opinion on golf carts? Then? Like, should they have to be able to walk? I yeah, I think so. Like at okay. that level, may maybe I I don't know, maybe not. I I really don't care about that aspect of it. I like it. It wouldn't ruin it to me at all if it was just like her, sped up. 
So yeah, maybe maybe I actually think you should be able to work use a golf cart too. Cause well, I don't get anything from watching them walk. And like if you want to see them play the best golf imaginable, like it's probably if they're fresh hitting every shot. But then I, I do get the aspect of like, hey, there's some endurance, like this is a sport. Yeah. Like you I get want, I wouldn't like if like football players rode horses or whatever. I don't know. Like there's not a good example for a different sport where they could use some sort of mobile. I guess though yeah. they play like polo, but, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be opposed. Like if they were like the PGA is going to let golf players use golf cards. Like I won't be like never watching a fucking masters again. I'm like, oh, who cares? Right. Yeah, I I agree. I don't think that it would matter that much. You might find a guy like a guy that can't walk it, and his game falls apart after the second night. That becomes better or something. But all right, you ready for the last one? This one you might disagree with. Okay, punk rock like '90s and early 2000s punk rock needs a resurgence. I want more bands coming out with music, like like Blink 182 did back in the day. Okay, so uh, uh, so my favorite band of all time is like a funk band, I guess, with the Chili Peppers, right? Yeah, I would almost say that. I, I wouldn't put that. I would same. say they're almost punk rock. Yeah, they're not. They're not Green Day, right? That's what you're talking about. Green Day yeah. and who was Blink One Eighty Two? Yeah, and I wasn't too familiar. I, I'm pretty bad with like musicians and shit, like. Okay. Like I like music, but like I usually don't know who played the music unless it's like 90s country for some reason. That's my uh that's my one tick, like where I, I can get like the musician right. But I think it was just like too ingrained. Cow 97 is like in my brain for life. Yeah. Um needs a resurgence. I don't know, like just let that shit live in the past. Like I would say like 70s and 80s rock. Doesn't need a resurgence. You already got all that shit. But like, if I still enjoy it as much as I enjoy listening to it today, like, why did it die? I don't get that. Or maybe that's getting old. That's me getting old. Yeah. So I think that's a piece of it is that you like the things that uh, you've always enjoyed. And then why it died. Like, you probably only have so many guys that do it really exceptionally well and that's their thing right so there's only like there's a like a finite amount of people that can there's a billion people that can play music right only certain people really play music well there's guys that can play the exact same way flea does right from red hot chili peppers but like his style and like the way he puts everything together and then the other people that are with him that create the band that's what makes it unique there's to find bands that can recreate that music or that genre in the same way i don't think is is something that really exists like i don't think you can really go back to 80s rock there's people that can play 80s rock right but it never feels the same as it did that yeah i kind of get that it was just weird to me that like you can't make a new song with that sound. I mean, I can't make any music 
but like me neither. Well, no, I, I make the outro to this. Fair enough. <laughs> so I can rap. I, like I can rap, but uh, <laughs> but 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 yeah, it's just weird to me that it's like, oh hey, I like this sound. Let's make some new lyrics. But then I guess like people would just say, oh, this is the same song over and over. Yeah. So uh, I mean, to be fair, I mean, so. Spicy meatball. This would be the thing that we're hating on the most about it, this whole podcast. Um, that's what Nickelback did, right? So they found like a way to make songs that like people enjoyed, and they enjoyed them so much that they became just like this band that everyone hates. Yeah. They created yeah. like the same song a hundred times, and then they're like, I fucking hate these guys because they just make things that I like. And then everybody started hating. Starbucks of bands right there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the first Starbucks is probably fucking awesome. What's that? The first Starbucks, like when it opens and it's like this cool little like coffee shop, it's probably awesome as hell. Yeah. Up in Seattle, they were like, yeah. They're still listening to punk rock up there. Yeah, it probably was great. So, all right. That's all I had. Those were all my my thoughts that I had stored from a long episode. Yeah. So sadly, yeah, sadly enough, I agree with basically everything. Right. Yeah. We're too Um, similar. Yeah. We, I think we grew up too much together. Right. Like, so not like our formidable years, but like our twenties, we were, we hung out too much. Yeah. Oh yeah. Eight hours a day, five days a week. Minimum, right? Yeah, usually. So now we are doing the Packers schedule sponsored by Grizzly Wintergreen. Put in a fat hog and enjoy the summer. Go fishing, go golfing. Don't do it without a dip of Grizzly Wintergreen. All right. I don't think that allowed to uh, just pump people. Maybe are. Why not Sundrop? Like this, uh, that seems like a drink of the sun. <laughs> well, we use Sundrop too much, and they don't love us back. They never respond to fucking anything. They don't even respond to like my tweets about them, how I love them. Yeah, yeah. No, maybe we'll start tweeting at Grizzly Wintergreen. See if we can get Grizzly Wintergreen. Sponsored. I did try to get old Milwaukee for a while when I was drinking that. Maybe I'll try for Milwaukee's best ice shortly. All right, I like that. Lacrosse Lager. We could be a lacrosse lager podcast. I want high life. So we go, yeah, high life. High life had some shit though, like back in the day, and they fell off. And I don't get why. Because high life used what's that? It's Miller. Miller High Life. Yeah, but it was high life though. Like living a high life. That's Miller's like standard beer, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the Budweiser of. Yeah, like, there's Miller, Miller there's Budweiser and Bud Light, and then there's Miller Light and High Life. But then there's the MGD too. So like, oh yeah, yep, you're right. So I, I never got that one because usually you got your standard beer and then you got your light beer. But Miller's so good that they do two, two Three standard beers. beers once more. But I did find out recently that probably shouldn't have disappointed me, but it kind of did. Is that like Miller High Life? It's like alcohol content isn't actually really like a heavy beer. 
So there's this thing called a beer mile. I think you have to drink. They're weird about it. Like basically you're on a track and you run four laps. So a mile, but before you start, you have to chug a beer after your first lap, you chug a beer and you need like a beer. That's like I think 5% alcohol content. And high life is lighter than I thought it was through my whole life. It's four and a half. I don't even know. Uh, maybe we'll look it up. Uh, so that's why I've decided that I wasn't drinking Milwaukee's best anymore or no old Milwaukee anymore. Now I'm starting drinking ice beers because they're six, 5.9%. You're drinking ice beers, dude. You are turning into an alcoholic. That's, that's like how you decipher an alcoholic between a person who let, enjoys drinking beer and an alcoholic is the ice. It's, it's cheap though. And I can get drunk on like three beers instead of six. I saw so since you're not an alcoholic, I respect that. But like when I see someone, I'd seen it today. The natural ice is big down here. And, yep. and people who drink natural ice, you guys are fucking litter bugs. Like if you ever see a can on the side of the road, it's a natural ice can. Assholes. They're, they are uh, detriments to society. They need to start cleaning up after themselves. But what what kind of ice beer are you drinking? Milwaukee's best ice, right here. Kind of jealous, but but uh, yeah, five point nine percent, right there, man. Okay, so so high life. I just looked it up, four point six percent. So I think I always thought it was over five. Yeah, and four point six is higher than I thought. Like I I think at my bachelor party, I thought we had like the conversation of. Like high life is, is a standard beer. Like we're a light beer. Um, let me look up Miller lights. Yeah. I brought high life. I, I want to say Miller lights probably, but that seems close. Like I thought it was all 4.5 in Wisconsin. Yeah. Then I think maybe that 4.2. So it's only point point four higher. So I forgot where we're going. That, that yeah. would be that would be the sponsor. So Grizzly Wintergreen, Miller High Life. So this, this segment is brought to you by Miller High Life. Grab a Miller High Life, crack it open. Better out of the bottle, better out of the tap. For some reason, out of the can, it just tastes like the can. So if you've just been drinking High Life out of a can, you're missing out. Grab a bottle of Miller High Life and throw a fat dip of Grizzly Wintergreen in. And enjoy this segment as Mike and I break down the Packers schedule. Speaking of that, I'm going to go grab a highlight right now. So I'll be right back. You got to leave that shit. Did you say you had to take a shit? I said you got to leave that shit in. All right. So what do you usually drink, Pat? What's this? What do you usually drink? I've been, I switched to light just because I get fat quicker nowadays, but I don't drink as much as I used to. So now I'm kind of treating myself. Like this is going to be the only, I'll go out to eat and have a beer, which I kind of don't like. I think I got to start saying I got beer at the house. I'm not going to throw this on my tab. Cause, but I'll usually like say, go to a Mexican restaurant, have like a Modelo or something. When in Rome, drink what's there. 
that's that's one my high recommendations. Don't have a beer that is like your label beer. Well, maybe have that, but don't be too stubborn to try other beer. I like going to breweries. I like trying different beers. My favorite, like domestic beer, is definitely hot life, but I like Miller Lite as well. Uh, so I am a, I was, I probably don't do this as much anymore. I just had a case of natural ice before I had my Milwaukee's best because I couldn't find it at Quick Trip. Quick Trip, carry Milwaukee's best, not natural ice. Come on, figure it out. But I used to be a guy that I would not drink anything but a Wisconsin beer because I figured, what's the point? There's so many Wisconsin beers. You can find a good one if you want it. Just drink Wisconsin. Even if I'm in Florida, I could always get Miller Lite, no matter what I'm doing. Right? It's going to be some. I, I like to prescribe to the win in Rome saying, I would say try to find a local beer for your first one and then switch to your standard. So if you're at a place that's like, hey, we brew good beer, and you're like, I just want a Miller Lite, you're a dickhead. Just try what they got to give you. Maybe you'll maybe you'll like it. I still think I've had a hard time. So We've had this conversation in the past where I'm not much of a critic. Like, I think you're also kind of the same, like where you're just like fine with it. Like you could pour me like any beer as long as it's not like a sour or I can do like one IPA before yeah. I, before I'd like be like, I can't, I don't want another IPA. Um, maybe two IPAs, but, but like a sour or fruity beer, not my jam. I can do like Line and Kugel's Summer Shanty. That's kind of refreshing. So maybe I could do like three of those. But like, I got a lot of buddies that drink Natterdays, right? And I feel like I'm not getting enough like alcohol content for what, but it's the same as a, a light beer. So, so you pour orange juice in beer or something? No, a Natterdays is like a pineapple flavored beer or. Lemonade flavored beer. Oh, you never had Natter days like the. No, I haven't. Yeah. I've done the like we would have like uh, Mifflin. So shout out to the Western Wisconsin that would travel over to Madison for Mifflin. Like <clears throat> just a block party. Wake up, you're drinking at like seven, eight in the morning, and we would have a keg, and people would like pour orange juice into their beer. And back in the day, I would call them pussies, and I would just drink the beer. But now, now that I've grown older and softer, I would still just—I will say—I would still just drink the beer. But whatever, do what you want to do. If you want to put some orange juice in your beer in the morning, all the power to you. So, yeah. So Natterdays is just—it's kind of like a summer shandy, I think, but like a light beer version of that. So. All right. You ready for this schedule? Uh, yeah. I looked at it today. I think I've seen the, what I believe are the losses in the win. So. Yeah, no. I got okay. you. I, I got it all up. So, since, yeah, we're not going to touch the preseason. I'm just going to tell you what's going to happen in the preseason. So, August 12th, first game at San Francisco, 830. Damn, we play all late games. So, Friday, August 12th, San Francisco, 8.30. Doesn't mean shit. 
Friday, August 19th. We got on a stacked ass preseason. If like if people were oh, running we got KC the on there too. I didn't see the other two. So San Francisco, New Orleans, Kansas City is our we only have three because of that stream. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Only three yep. games. But yeah, all stacked. So we open up the season at Minnesota. And I will let Mike lead off with his thoughts. What's going to happen on this September 11th? So um, I will go with um, kind of a. You're not going to be a homer this whole time. We're not just going to be saying that's a W. No, I'm not. So that's what I'm prefacing here is that I do think you could go 17. I don't think that that is outside the realm of possibility. And when we start picking games, that is what I am going to say is going to happen. I'm going to tell you that we're going to win every week. And I think that that's a good possibility. Uh, Week one, I think, is a W versus Minnesota. Yeah. So the one thing I would preface with this, if we do end up losing this game, remember, people, this is a rival. The Packers' first game of the season last year, we got just shit on. By the Saints. So I think our preparation is going to be a little bit better. Our defense is going to be a whole shitload better. But we're still going to be figuring out who we're throwing the ball to, who's who's coming up. I think Amari Rogers is going to blow some minds. And I I know Riley, uh, if he was here, he would push back on me a little bit because he's a chump, fucking chump. 100 degree fever sitting this one out. Um, but anyways, I think it's going to be a win, but I'm going to preface this by telling you the Packers are going to win every game this year. They're winning the Super Bowl. And all you oh, suckers yeah. that don't believe the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl can eat our short. But anyways, I think that's going to be a tough game. That's going to be one of the tougher ones uh, right off the bat. Because I think the Vikings are a good team. I think they just need some consistency. So, Mike, you're kind of our NFL expert. Like, what what have what has Minnesota done differently? Like, Dalvin Cook is obviously going to be back. Jefferson's a beast. Thielen's a man. Yeah. Her cousins is pretty good. I think the Vikings. I haven't, I haven't done it yet, but like, I think they're going to be a playoff team. Yeah, uh, I think they can be. They just like. They lose games they shouldn't, and then, but they also win games they shouldn't. That's what happened last year. They were winning games they shouldn't have won, and then they were losing games they shouldn't have lost. And so, I don't know. They're a team that needs to find their identity. They need to confidence, right? So the Packers play as if they're going to win every game, and it doesn't feel like the Vikings do that. Yeah. And, like, what? Is there any big shifts the Vikings made this offseason? I'm learning today. Not that I can think. Like, there's okay. nothing that I'm like, oh, my God, they signed that guy that's going to change their their team. And it, and for them, like, offensive linemen probably would do that. If you can get, allow Kirk Cousins to sit in the, in the pocket a little bit longer, you know, another three-tenths of a second, probably changes your team really positively on the offensive side. Uh, they did – 
I think they re-signed Patrick Peterson, um, maybe signed a couple guys on the defensive side, but I don't know offhand if there's anything substantial. Okay. Like no coaching change, right? I don't think so. All right. We're going to look this up real quick. For some reason, I thought there was like a big change in, in the coaching. No, yeah, they did. They hired the guy from the Rams. You're right. You're right. They hired the offensive coordinator from the Rams. The Rams. But I think that that could actually negatively affect them pretty pretty substantially due to the fact that Zimmer was a defensive guy. And if you don't have defensive talent, you really need to have a defensive mind. All right. And maybe Kevin O'Connell. Yes. Thank you. 37, young guy. Yeah, he's going to get his shit pushed in. I take it back. Packers lose that one. Panic, guys. Panic. Like, got a new young guy in there. If the Packers in like LaFleur with more experience just can't out coach him right off the bat, I actually, I wouldn't say that. I, I'll go back to my initial thing. Like the players aren't that different. So, so I'm sure he's going to lock in, but, but, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. Anyways, next week, our daughters come to Green Bay. We got September 18th, the Chicago Bears come to town on a Sunday night game. Uh, for me, there's no chance that the Bears win this game, right? So until they find a, something to do with the quarterback, and their defense is not dominating. It's not what it was, say, four or five years ago, right? It's not the same thing. And so if you don't have that defense and no quarterback, you're in trouble. Yeah. No, I I think that they might finish last. They might finish last in the north. Yeah. No, and I agree. Um, from all the little stuff that I've read, they're pretty damn near last in the power ranking. So they're definitely rebuilding, trying to figure out what they have in fields. So, yeah, I I think that's going to be a pretty dominant performance. Uh, And then we head to Tampa Bay the next week, 3 o'clock game, 325, Mike, uh, just so you know for sure. And I'll start that one out, which I think Tom Brady signing for one more year, he's going to be very disappointed of what he signed on to. And I think – that's going to be a Packers win. And I think there's a possibility that's not even going to be that close. Uh, so this is, this I marked down as a loss. I think this is one of the, um, if I'm being objective, I think we lose three games this year. And this is, this is the one I marked down as a loss in the past two years. I've had it. I want to say I had it right. I had like what the losses were correct but not the right teams. So this is the one I mark as a loss. It might not come in this game. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that one goes. So I, I think Tampa, I don't know. I can't think of anything like At Tampa. What's that? At Tampa. Yeah, it's in Tampa. So, I mean, it's going to be hot. So, yep. I mean, be prepared for that. It'll probably it's, at Tampa. it's early in the year. Like that could be 
Like that could affect the Packers. Yeah. All right. And then New England comes to Green Bay the next Sunday. And I see, I think that's an easy, easy W. So you know me, I have problems with that quarterback, and I think it's a W as well. And I think like our defense is going to mess with his brain. I think this season is a really the season you see whether or not Mac Jones is good. All right. Then Riley, this is the game Riley's been creaming his jeans about ever since. So the Packers had to – I don't know if Tottenham's quite in London, but we'll just call it London because – my uh, UK geography is not the greatest, but it's all in London, right? Yeah. So, so they head to the Tots, and they—I'm going to love this game. It's at nine thirty in the morning, so yeah. my time. So ten thirty for you guys. Yeah, but anyways, late. I nine thirty in the morning. Huh. In the morning, dude. Yeah. No, I get that. I you. I didn't think that they overlapped. I feel like that's an easy win. And then what do you got there? You got, I'm sorry. I missed something. Giants. Giants in London. Yeah, that's a win. All right. New, then next. Taking a huge step. So, yeah. And I don't know. I think the Packers, like, people are worried about like Adams leaving, but I think Watkins, I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't think that Adams' loss is going to be that that bad. I think our offense, I wouldn't even say takes a step back. I think they take a step in a different direction, like maybe a step to the side. We're definitely going to be running the ball more this year, I feel like, if you look at it. But I think LaFleur is, like, smart enough to, like, scheme up something. It's like we're going to figure out a way to get our guys open. And I think almost – Adams being out might be – you'd rather have Adams than not have Adams, but it might be helpful because we don't really have a guy. So you're just going to have to figure out, like, who to have faith in. Or Aaron Rodgers will. And Danny Davis is going to just be scoring all these touchdowns. So I'm going to be wrong about that. Sorry, Danny. I love you. I hope you have a good career. I shit on you when I was drunk one time. But anyway. The downfall with Davis is is that they drafted three wide receivers. But he said he's going to do anything to make the team. I questioned questioned his heart, and I don't know a thing about the guy. I said he (laughs) didn't have enough heart. When I heard that, like listening back, I was like, what the fuck was I drinking? And Keel, too. Yeah, we need to have him back on. But <clears throat> but anyways, New York in London, and then we're going to come back to Green Bay, and then we have the Jets at home, which I feel like should be an easy win. Uh, I think it's a W. I don't think that they change their team drastically either. I don't know. I guess they could probably play some good games. We just We're coming off a bye that week, correct? No, no, our buy is late, late. Our so buy is not to, We don't get a buy after London, no. Really? No. Well, okay. But yeah, anyways, I think that's like 
the closest thing to a buy as you get, except for the Bears. But Lions. I mean, I guess I think the Lions are going to be scrappy this year. So yeah, I agree. I might give us a loss at some point in this. So then we go at Washington after the games. I think that's a W as well. I mean, I don't see it being like a huge problem. I think the downfall with us doing this is that to some extent, we're too big a homers. Yeah. No, this segment is called That's a W. That It shouldn't even been called the Packers schedule. That's a W is what we're going to call it. But so this one. Grizzly and Highland. Yeah. Do it up this summer. Yeah. Put a big dip in, grab a high life, and listen to some W's. Then we're going to Buffalo on a Sunday night game. And that's scary. I'll I'll do it. I'll I'll quit being a homer. I'll say if we're going to get our first loss of the year, if this is it, I'm not going to be too disappointed about that. I think that's a tough task with – how hyped Buffalo is not like, not like the media hype, but like how hypey they're going to be to get a good Packers team into town. It's definitely a measuring stick game for both teams. Like, like who? This is a loss for me. This is a, this is a game that, when I look at the schedule, that's a loss game, right? So you lose whatever you're. Very rarely do it does a team go through the regular season and be undefeated or only have one loss, right? That's these are rare occurrences. This game, if I'm being realistic, I'm marking down as loss. Doesn't mean we can't win it. It yeah. means that that's the best team on the schedule, and that's where I expect a loss to come. All right. So then it, it might actually be a good loss too. Like, I know people say, like, oh, there's no such thing as a good loss. But, like, I don't know. I think, like, we're going to be going into that game with a pretty good record. So, it might be a good, like, hey, we can't just coast. Not that the Packers are dumb enough to be like, hey, we're going to go to Buffalo and we're we're just going to walk, dog walk these guys. Like, I don't think that's going to be the mindset. But I think win or loss in that – I think win that game – Maybe you go into Detroit the next week thinking you're going to dog walk them and something yeah. bad could happen. So I think if they lose to Buffalo, they definitely kick the shit out of Detroit. If they win in Buffalo, I think complacency could set it. And I yeah. think Detroit could have a shot if that happens. Yeah, so I, I just don't think Detroit is there yet. Obviously, they beat us last year. It's not like this ridiculous thing that they would come in and beat us. But we also didn't play Aaron Rodgers for what, three quarters of that game or whatever it was. Maybe not at all. I don't even remember, but like Detroit isn't on our level yet. We should win that. Yeah. All right. From there we go to Dallas. That's a W Dallas is overhyped. We're good. Basically every year. Right. I don't worry about Dallas. Yeah. And honestly, so I actually, we don't go to Dallas. Dallas comes to us. It's November. So it's starting to get cold. It might already be cold. 
Um, I think, honestly, our team's built for cold weather. I mean, we'll see how Elliot is this year. But, I mean, I think we have a better running game. I think we have a better defense. I think the the cold weather, maybe not, maybe it's not. That's football weather. Like, so it's not that big of a factor in November 13th. It can be. So it could be 30 degrees. Yeah. Could be it false. It all, it's a day game. It's 325. I love how much you care about that. Well, so like coldness, like if it's a night game, if it's a Sunday It's going to be colder. Yeah, I got it. Right? Where daytime in November isn't that bad, right? 45. <laughs> Feel good. You got jeans, you got a sweatshirt on, you're good to go. Yeah. Nighttime in November, you're not good. Yeah. No bueno. Bring a coat. Bring boots. Bring socks. All right. Then quick turnaround. We have Tennessee on a Thursday night game in Green Bay. And that might be a tough one. Because like we mentioned before, obviously, nights in November in Wisconsin aren't pleasant. I mean, maybe they are pleasant if you dress right for them. But Derek, a healthy Derrick Henry in the game where the weather just kind of flips to cold. I don't know. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Tough town. Uh, I do think our defense is as stacked as I've ever seen. So maybe the 96 defense and the 97 defense is better. Maybe. Yeah, and who knows, like, if nostalgia gets us on that one. I mean, there was great, great players, two Hall of Famers. Yeah, I mean, we've never had a defense with two. Ah, I take that back. I think if Nick Collins doesn't get hurt, we have two Hall of Famers on the – 2010 Yeah, 2010 team. Because you have Woodson, who's obviously a Hall of Famer. And then, well, you Clay Matthews, I don't know. He'd be pushing it. So, but when we're looking at that 2010 team, they didn't have like an elite level defense, right? Until they did have an elite level defense. They were very yeah. opportunistic. That that was the most opportunistic defense I've ever seen. But I think that was Nick Collins and Charles Woodson. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so even Raji and uh, Jesus Matthews were kind of like that, but those guys were really young. Right. And so to say that Matthews was this elite level player, he was a rookie. You know, he probably didn't actually hit elite level until the next couple of years. Yeah. And so the 96, they were the the number one defense defense in the league. Yeah. I don't know on what metric, but they were the number one defense. Yeah. And I think we have the opportunity to do that again. I really do. Yeah, no, and I I agree, but take it with a grain of salt. I'm the biggest homer you'll ever see. Cause looking at this schedule, and we're gonna we're gonna run through the last half of this schedule pretty fast. Maybe we should have portioned it off. We'll remember that for next year, portion it off four at a time. But anyways, so from Tennessee, it's gonna be a tough game. Derrick Henry's in town, a team that can run the shit out of the ball, that's got a 
semi-competent quarterback with a good defense, with a great coach, in my opinion. Um, and that that's kind of my mind's poison to think Brable is is a good coach just because I like him as a person. Yeah. But uh, so I think I have this is a win, but like easily one of the first two could be flop and then this one be a win. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I think it all depends like where we get those losses. Is like like I was saying, I think if we beat Buffalo and say we walk into Detroit undefeated, I think that's the scariest Detroit that we'll see. Because that's their Super Bowl then. Like that's yeah. that's the game they want to win that year. It's in front of their fans, beating an undefeated Packers team, or even a one-loss Packers team is where Detroit could get scary. So we're at Tennessee. Then we go to Philly. If you guys listen to us from the beginning, I'm a big Hurts guy. Packers in the past, I think we have a different defense. I think we have smarter coaches that are going to be able to put clamps on some of this, like read option shit. I think Jalen Hurts, yeah, is going to get fucked up by so never mind, easy win. But that's Sunday night, November twenty seventh in Philly. So I think that's a W. Um, the Eagles have done a lot for their team. Um, went and signed the Pro Bowl corner. They went and signed AJ or got AJ Brown. They have they've done a lot for their team, but I don't know. I don't see it. Then we go back. So we're playing Chicago again at Chicago. And we already know we're their daddies. It's December 4th. Defense, having a good defense is all the more important. Kind of starts to less dimensionalize the game, for lack of a better term. So instead of it, but I mean, the Bears aren't very two dimensional as it is when it comes to run pass. I don't know. They got a quarterback that can run. Maybe he'll make leaps forward. But, yeah, I think that's an easy win in December for the Packers going into Chicago. Yeah. I don't see where Chicago is good. Yeah. They n- neither do any of the power rankings. So something will need to flip. Like, you know, though, like men can get sparked. Like they could be disrespected. They could be this. And I do think this is another dangerous game if you carry a really good record where the Packers do into it, where it's the Bears Super Bowl. Yep. Lovey Smith didn't talk about winning Super Bowls when he got the coaching job there. He yeah. talked about beating the Packers. And that's the mindset in the NFC North right now is we're here to beat the Packers, right? That's what you got to do first, yeah. Yeah. All right. Then we have a bye week, which is great. Four, I think 14 – is about the best time to have a bye week in in the entire season. You know, I, I don't know how. Comes, right? So if we get an injury in week six that is a three-week injury, you know, seven, eight, nine would be good. But Yeah, I, I just still think that's too early. So I don't know. I think, I think it played out pretty good for us. And then we go to see the Super Bowl champions. Well, the Super Bowl champions come to town. So we play Los Angeles in Green Bay, December 19th, night game. 
W. That's a W. All right. So this, this I have down as a loss. Those are my three losses. So the Bucks, the Bills, and the Rams. That's so cookie cutter. Yep. Yep. And so, like I said, I think the Packers end up with three losses on the year. And if it's those guys, I wouldn't be surprised. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's three other teams. I would be surprised if it is significantly more than three losses. If we have five losses, I'll be surprised. I agree. All right. I think it's about as good of a setup for us to get the, if you want to call them the second best team in the NFC, which I don't know if the Rams are, are going to run it back and be that dominant. Like, I don't think, I don't think they were, honestly, I don't think they were the best team in the league when they won. I don't think so they were the hottest team. And then I think they got lucky that the Bengals bounced uh, Buffalo or wait, yeah. the Chiefs. And I mean, so they got lucky that the Chiefs bounced Buffalo, that the Chiefs had to play Buffalo, right, early. Mm-hmm. And then they got lucky that the Bengals did what they did. I agree. With that. I think yeah, I, th- I think it was lucky that the AFC – championship was played in the divisional round yep but i think the chiefs bills are probably the two best teams out of the afc you know like i get it the Bengals was a good story i don't see them as like a dominant team i just don't i called them to make the playoffs very early last season you did for everybody else and then i walked it back like i'm walking back my danny davis slander but then anyways we head to miami for christmas I might, I might be in Miami for Christmas this year, Mike. That'd be a good move. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Go I never been. Easy W, my book. Uh, so they added some pieces as well this year. I don't know. I don't uh, like. I said I don't see it. Yeah. No, I, I will say I thought Tua was going to be one of the better guys coming out of his class. I can't remember his exact class, but I remember when I picked my best quarterback out of the class, I was like, I think, I think it's going to be Tua. Just, just the way Tua took the job from Hertz, right? Yeah. Like, I was just like, well, if Saban sees that, I don't know. I think, I think there's something special about him. I don't think that that much anymore. I think, yeah. Cause it was Justin, it, it would have been. Uh, Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think they messed up there. I think they should have probably picked him. But at the time, I didn't think they messed up. Somebody else came out with Herbert, right? Was that Burroughs here? Could have been, yeah. Burrow. Joe Burrow, not Burroughs. Burroughs. Even though that seems like the obvious answer now, but I feel like he was off the board before Miami got the pick. So – the my understanding with Miami was that they were comfortable with any of the three. Okay. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, definitely upgraded at weapons. And then our last two games of the year, Minnesota and Detroit. And I think it's record dependent whether we're gonna be resting some guys, nonchalantly resting some guys, some guys. Yeah getting ready for the playoffs. So I would say win-win or 
maybe Minnesota might be a loss. Detroit at home is a win. So you could catch your fourth loss like we did last year in this in this space, right? Yeah. Pretty easily. If you have the one seed locked up, you're almost – I mean, we're going to operate like it was last year. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to go through and look at everybody's schedule right now, but I think there's a possibility. But I may have too much faith in the Packers. Nah. That – what's that? You're good. I think you don't have enough faith in them. We no, actually I get- do. I, I honestly think that you could go 17. I know that's not the way shit works. I am, I know it. I know it. But when I look at it game by game, there's no team in the NFL the Packers can't beat. There's not one. And Rodgers is just such a spiteful motherfucker that would be like – because I think the way Adams left us, Rodgers was kind of hurt about because – you never hear Rodgers say a bad thing about Devontae Adams. It was basically, I love him, keep him here, whatever you want to do, like or whatever you do, keep him them here. I think Rodgers would have been pissed if it was the Packers that were like, hey, man, he's too expensive, like we can't keep him. But yeah. the Packers were like, hey, we'll give you anything he wants. And, and Devontae Adams was like, kind of like, fuck Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to go. You know, like kind of Durantish, like, hey, I'm gonna go win on my own. I think Rogers is gonna take offense to that. If I mean, I think he, yeah, if he hasn't already, he's taking offense to that, and he's gonna say, "Look at me turn Amari Rogers into you, buddy." Like, or, yeah, or Christian Watson or whoever, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think yeah. that's. When when we see that fire lit under Aaron Rodgers' ass, like I think, I think Devontae Adams almost did us a favor in in leaving the way he did. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to be the guy that's like, "Fuck you, Devontae Adams!" Like, you should have stayed. Like, or whatever. I just don't think he's going to be as good. I think he made a mistake, and I think it's going to be fun to see how he does there and how Rodgers does without. I mean, so he is sitting in a wide receiver room that is really good, though. Yeah. So you, you have uh, Renfro and Waller and yep. him. And so, like, they have the op- – they might have drafted a guy, too. I can't remember. You're they the have draft the, guy, buddy. They have the opportunity to be very, very good, right? However, the windows that Rodgers throws open, very, very few guys in the NFL do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it'll be interesting. All right, so moving from our Packers schedule or the segment, that's a W, Jacking Dangers with Mike and Pat, brought to you by Folgers Coffee. Fuck Starbucks. Just get some Folgers in your house. It's going to make your day a whole lot better. Throw some ice cubes in there. Make it room temperature. Get ready to drink it. Right away. So that's part of waking up. Soldiers in your cup. Mark it down because that definitely is. So the Brewers are. We've been off for a while. Sorry about that. Like we said, our schedule is going to be kind of all over the place. 
The Brewers are 29 and 16. I don't know if that's counting the game from tonight with the second best record in the National League. And let me go to the division standings. And we are four and a half games up on the Cardinals. So that is counting. They, they already marked the W. So that ESPN page updates pretty fast. So four and a half game leading the division, seven and three in their last 10 games and taking two out of three going to the West Coast playing in San Diego. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just don't think we have much to worry about because the West Coast, West Coast trips this year, if you're going out the West Coast playing the Dodgers, playing uh, – I mean, they didn't play the Dodgers on the West Coast trip. But San Diego, anywhere you go out West besides maybe Arizona, it's a bloodbath. San Francisco is good. The Dodgers right. are good. Yeah. Anywhere in the NL is good out there. And let me even see, like, American League West. Yeah, they're they're monsters too. So Houston's good, which I guess is more south than west. But <clears throat> the Angels are good. Forget the Athletics, whatever. But NL West, Dodgers, San Diego, San Francisco, Arizona's got a winning record. So yeah, Colorado's twenty and twenty four. But I think if you can go to San Diego and take two of three of them. And almost should have took the swoop, brought the brooms out on them. If there's not like a ghost runner rule, yeah. I so I feel like when we were talking to John, he was kind of down on what what's going on with the Brewers. And we mentioned this in the last week, maybe the week before, that Brewers fans need to relax. We're on pace to win 100 games, right? We're still at 104 games, is what. Uh, we're on pace to win. Now I get we could go on a 10-game losing streak, right? I understand. And it goes down to 95. If if when I was growing up, the Brewers won 95 games, we'd be screaming in the streets about how great they are. And now we're like, you know, like their hitting's not good enough. And I get we want we want a World Series. I get it. But I think our team is good. I think uh council is a very, very unique manager where he uses players in ways that the MLB doesn't see coming. It kind of messes with other coaches' brains. Maybe kind of the way uh, La Russa did things in, in St. Louis for forever. I mean, it seemed like whoever La Russa brought in all of a sudden was a stud, right? Yeah. And I think this game tonight was big too. So we get out to a two nothing lead. And honestly, I turned the, when I turned the game on, it was two nothing. And then the Cardinals come out in the first inning, but yeah, the Cardinals come out tied up at two and, and the Brewers, you know, don't quit fighting. It seems, seems like a team. I don't, I don't know. Baseball is like, I guess if you're down like eight runs, like, Maybe people walk walk up to the plate and are like, uh, let's get this one over with. But I, I just don't think so. And I think there's people out there that like think like, oh, they need to like try harder. And it's it's not like the trying. Like I think Yelich, as we talked about with uh, uh, Brent Suter's Raptor, John, needs to pick it up. But he's taking his walks and he's doing – 
doing better in that aspect. And then we have Hunter Renfro, the baseball player. That's been a pleasant surprise for us with the best batting average on the team, most home runs on the team, Telez with the most RBIs. And like we were saying, so Yelich is hitting 238, but his on base percentage is 326. And maybe if you looked at this 10 years ago, like those numbers don't sound that good. But I think just all around baseball, like, I mean, you have your anomalies out there, but like the batting average, the average batting average is down. Like, cause guys are swinging out of their ass. They're playing a different game. And that's kind of tossing it back to like the Damian Miller thing where it was just a different game when Damian was playing was like, it, you didn't want to strike out. It was kind of like, you know, like a pride thing almost, which may be dumb, but I do think baseball is going to be cyclical, like where, where people are going to realize like, Hey, let's start putting the ball back and play again. Cause right now it's all about launch angle and hitting home runs. So. I mean, Damien said himself, he likes a little bit more of a small ball game, right. Where you're attempting to advance runs. And that's not the way the MLB has played today, which is okay. Right. Just got to be okay with that. Yeah. And and Renfro's been hitting out hitting the shit out of the ball lately. McCutcheon, since he's been back, is hitting the shit out of the ball as well. So I want to see what exactly Lauer did today. For some reason, I thought Hater was hurt there for a second, but he came in and got the save today. Um, in this game, Lauer goes five innings, gives up two runs. He's at 2.31 ERA for the season. Bullpen does a good job. Long story short. Got gave up a run. And then Boxberger comes in. Hater gets the same. So we got a good bullpen. I seen people bitching about Ashby last night. I didn't quite get to catch the game last night. I was it was basically my window of when I need to get to the gym and then get to work. And I got to see. Some of the game, but while I was working, so it wasn't, I didn't get to pay attention to it too well. Anyways, Brewers are playing well. We're starting to lock in on them now that the Bucks season's over. But yes, thank you guys for listening. Sorry, we, we have an inconsistent schedule now. I think our next one, if I'm thinking off the top of my head, if all the guys can do it, we'll wait. We'll wait for Riley for sure. I think Tuesday-ish might be the day, but whatever. I'll consult with you guys. But we're still going to be dropping one once a week. Hopefully, I get this all done tonight. This will be out Friday, May 27th. We'll be rolling. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Um, Download it on everyone's phone you can find. Um, if you're any ever in a place where there's like 12 phones hanging around, scoop all them babies up, put it on all of them. We appreciate it. So, uh, for real though, thank you for listening. Yes. All right. And I will kick it to the outro here. So if you heard, what do we call it? That's a W brought to you by high life and grizzly wintergreen. And you don't think the Packers are winning the Super Bowl this year. 
you can eat our shorts. Right. Eat them. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat em. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.